Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We'll address things like this. Your mom and dad are 90 and 93. What role should you have with them? What should you do scripturally? Does the Bible have anything to say about that? What if you had lousy parents? And I'm sure in this bigger group here, some of you did. It's a hard subject for you even. But you're going to see some scriptures and God's going to help us as we move through some of those areas. One of the things that's amazing about the Bible is that it can be applied to any people, anywhere, at any time. The reason for that is that the nature of humans hasn't changed over time. The living circumstances or technology changes, but the nature of people is basically the same. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about a subject that can be frustrating, how as a child to relate to your parents. He'll also be addressing how a parent should lead their children. There'll be lots of useful biblical wisdom for everyone today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 20 as he begins his message, Doing Family God's Way. turn to Exodus chapter 20. You may wonder why there's a few extra kids in here. We have the edge in here tonight. That's because they're the seventh and eighth year olds and they're in here for a reason because, well, this topic has to do with all of us, including children. We have a generation of kids and students. Really, they have a lot of wisdom for their age. Most of you, if you have a phone or an iPod, or something on the computer, and you can't figure it out, guess who you ask? You already know, don't you? Well, here's some wisdom that comes from a few kids. Patrick, age 10. Never trust a dog to watch your food. (laughs) Amy, age 9. I love this one. You can't hide a piece of broccoli in a glass of milk. Oh, yeah. Taylor, age 11. When your mom is mad at your dad, don't let her brush your hair. (laughs) Naomi, 15. This is a very smart one. If you want a kitten, start out asking for a horse. Been there, done that, hadn't she? And the last one, Eileen, age eight, never try to baptize a cat. (laughs) 
scratched from head to toe. In our Bible study today, God gives us wisdom. Oh, it's not like this. It's wisdom about the family. Let's begin Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land your God is giving you. We've been studying the Ten Commandments. God gave us these commandments, which are part of the law, to show us how to do life right. Now, only God can define the rules of life because he's God. And this is the only path of freedom and life and enjoyment. If we try to go outside of this, it never works. Now, commandment number five introduces us to a new section in the Ten Commandments. The first four commandments are what we would call vertical. They're commandments that tell me as a human how to relate to God. The fifth commandment begins the second section. These are horizontal. These commandments tell us how we are to deal with other people. And so, as you know, we're to love God and love people. It's a picture of the cross. Now, it is very significant if you notice that the first of these next six is all about the family. This reminds us that God considers the home the foundation of society. That has never changed. It's a priority of all the relationships. Before we get to murder, before we get to adultery, before we get to all the other commandments in this section, the family comes first. Now, there's a lot of confusion in our world today regarding the family. And yet, God's definition of how it is to work is never, ever changed. To show you the contrast, how many can remember back to Ozzie and Harriet? Yes, you remember. And who else is this? Ozzie Osbourne. What do you think about the families? Has anything changed? (laughs) Yes, they have. You see, all through the Bible, we learn how to do family God's way. God established the pattern for us. One man, one woman, together in relationship for life, in relationship not only to each other, but to God. And God would honor that family and send children that were to learn how to love God and to love other people within the family. Notice verse 20, is verse 12, the first word, honor. What does honor really mean? Here's an idea for you. Respect. 
submit and obey. The original word in the Hebrew means heavy. In other words, there's substance to it. So when you see the word honor, it's talking about respecting and submitting. And the final result will be obeying action and attitude. It's not just about action, obeying, but it's obeying with the right heart. It's submitting with the right heart. Now, honor your father and your mother. In other words, obey your father and the mother. Well, how long does that last? If I'm 47, do I obey my father and mother? You do? You do not. So let me break it down into three categories, which I think will make sense to you today. Number one, for young children, students, and teenagers, honoring really means to obey parents. In other words, submit to their authority. Now, when a teenager reaches 18 and there's not a definite date, but reaches 18 and begins to maybe go to college or whatever. Now, if that 18-year-old, the 20 to 22-year-old is still kind of being supported by the parents, I personally believe this honor begins to still mean a little looser obeying those parents. Now, when that time ends, we get to out of college, and that person begins to grow on their own. They're on their own. They're not supported by mom and dad anymore. That honoring doesn't really mean anymore obeying. As I said to you, if you're a 47-year-old and you're on your own, you don't obey mom and dad like you did when you were 13, but you still honor them, and we'll talk more about that later, and respect them in many ways. Now, the minute you get married, what happens to that relationship with your mom and dad? It becomes what? Secondary. And the husband and wife are the new unit. We learn that in Genesis. Leave and cleave. And so when a married couple head off into their marriage, what does it mean to honor the parents? Well, they're not going to obey the parents. The new unit is the husband and the wife. But again, that word honor means that they will respect them. They will love them. They'll cherish their wisdom and, of course, still be related to them because They're both sets of parents. Now, it's obvious when you read this verse 12 that there's two parts to this commandment. And I'll show you how it fits together. God first says, children, you must honor your father and your mother. First thing to write then, this is a commandment from God. Father and mothers must be honored. Now, is there anybody here that has a father or mother? Let me see your hand. 
Those of you that didn't raise your hand, oh, aliens, huh? You see, every single one of us have a father and a mother. That's how we got here. So you can't say like, well, this sermon isn't for me. Oh, it's definitely for you because we all have that. Now, Pastor Mark, you said this is a two-part command. What do you mean by that? Well, simply this. To ask something from a child to honor father and mother implies that the parents themselves must be honorable. So the second thing you want to write is, fathers and mothers must be honorable. So there's two real commands. We'll see that as we go through the scripture. One, for children and teens and students to honor their fathers and mothers. On the other hand, parents, you're to be honorable, worthy of respect, worthy of obeying. G. Campbell Morgan said it this, honorable parents are easier to honor. So I want to give you in two different categories. We'll break this down. Five reasons, first of all, why children and students should honor their parents. For those of you that have your teenagers and your seventh and eight-year-olds and whatever, and you're here, these few points initially are for you. Then we're going to flip it, and we're going to go to the parents. And we'll address things like this. Your mom and dad are 90 and 93. What role should you have with them? What should you do scripturally? Does the Bible have anything to say about that? What if you had lousy parents? And I'm sure in this bigger group here, some of you did. It's a hard subject for you even. But you're going to see some scriptures and God's going to help us as we move through some of those areas. Well, why should children and students honor the parents? Number one, because God said so. Now I can hear the kids already. Turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians, New Testament, Ephesians chapter 6. I can remember, and I'm sure our children and students can remember, many times children and students ask their parents, well, mom and dad, why should I do that? The answer they didn't want to hear, we've all given, because I said so. You got it right. You got it down. You got it down. Now, what does that really mean? Well, it simply means these are commandments. These 10 commandments are not 10 suggestions. So God says, children, honor your mom and dad. Why? Because God said so. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, notice, which is the first commandment with a promise. These commandments that God gave us are all about one thing. Honoring is all about, really bottom line, easy for us to remember, honoring, which leads to obedience, is always about authority. Authority. Power to exercise 
or right to exercise power, authority. Now, let me read you a verse so you'll understand. Romans chapter 13 says this, Everyone must submit to the governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So God designed man to live in obedience with other people, and he placed certain people in authority. God established these chains of command, and of course, all authority starts with God. These are not the ten suggestions. These are the ten commandments. We're studying commandment number five. Not like, oh, I like that one, but I don't want that one. No, we obey it because God commanded it. He simply said so. Well, as humans, here's a nation, Exodus chapter 20, haven't even got to the promised land yet. They're in the wilderness, and God says to them, when you get to the promised land, you're going to need some structure. You're going to need some authority. You're going to need strong families. You see, family is the foundation of a nation that has never changed. And so God says, parents, you're going to be responsible for your children. And children, you're going to have to learn to submit to the authority of your parents. So in the home, mom and dad are the authority figures. Now, second reason that children and students are to honor mom and dad, God promises blessing for those children and for those students. Remember, this is the first commandment that has a blessing. If you'll do this, God says, I'll bless you here. Look at verse 3. That it may go well with you, speaking to the students and the children, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. What does that mean? Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, you can just write it down. You can look it up later. It says this. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. You see, God loves submission to his authority. And he says to the younger kids, if you'll obey me and you'll obey your parents, I'll bless you. I'll bless you. And so God says, okay, what does that really mean? When a child, some of you students that are here, when you learn from a young age all the way through your teenage years before you leave home, when you learn to honor your parents, you will learn some principles that will help you deal with every other relationship in life when you leave home. You see, you will learn to respect authority and how to respond to that authority 
in everyday life. That in itself will bring many blessings. As we learn to be obedient to God and to our parents, we escape our natural tendency to rebel and sin, which for many people, if they continue that on, when they leave the home, it's not that they just took their parents and didn't obey them, but at 18 to 19 to 20 to 25 to 27, they never learn to submit to authority. What happens? Their life very often in years is shortened, but I'll guarantee you one thing, the quality of their life is shortened from day one when they leave the home because they always live in rebellion to anyone in authority. That's the problem with our world today. You see, a generation ago, by the way, it wasn't a perfect generation, don't think so, but a generation ago, we understood authority way more than we understand authority today. And that's why we have all of this problem in our world, basically because we've misunderstood this simple principle. Now, kids, teenagers, as you go through school and you are maturing, you won't only find authority figures at home, mom and dad, but you're going to be faced with other people that are in authority, teachers, coaches, youth pastors, and you need to learn to honor them and obey them as well. Isn't it amazing that many people today who would love to be teachers in our public schools will not teach in our public schools. Why? Because there is no respect for what? Authority. And the kids kind of run the whole place. Have you ever been on an airplane? And you want to get out of your seat so bad. Especially if the person that had no respect for authority, the eight-year-old was sitting behind you doing this to your seat for a thousand miles. And dad is going, now Johnny, that really isn't the right thing to do. (laughs) Been there, haven't you? Where did all that start? Oh, not on the airplane. That started with the child running the home and not the parents. And that is pretty prevalent in many areas in the United States specifically. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about the original plans that God had for the family. You were reminded how this plan was damaged by mankind's rebellion against God you found out that beyond the seemingly simple words of this commandment, there was a lot of meaning. You learned that this honoring is more than action. The heart attitude must also be right. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. 
For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Doing Family God's Way. You'll learn about the concept of authority from God's perspective. You'll find out how the family is the foundation of society and the way that you interact with the authority structures you'll run into every day are affected by how you dealt with your first authorities, your parents. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.